Dialogos Radio's Commentary of the Week. Each week, Michael Navaradegis provides views and opinions on issues pertaining to Greece and to the worldwide Greek community. Coming up next, here on Dialogos Radio. Quite often over the past three months, and especially in recent weeks, the ongoing political situation in Greece has made me feel like I am residing in a parallel universe, in a bizarre world, in a twilight zone. 100 days into the new Syriza-led coalition government in Greece, with its lofty promises to immediately end austerity, to tear apart the memorandum agreements and to write off Greece's public debt, we have seen a complete reversal of these pledges and a continuation of more of the same from Greece's supposedly radical government. The latest examples of Syriza's breach of its pre-election promises comes straight from its latest proposals toward the so-called institutions in order to secure a new so-called bailout. The government is now proposing to maintain the unified property tax ENFIA, which prior to the elections it had promised to abolish and which it had deemed unconstitutional. The government proposes to continue the taxation of salaries below 12,000 euros per year, it is proposing a new increase to the age of retirement, and it has postponed another one of its central pre-election promises an increase of the minimum wage to a still low 751 euros per month. And on top of that, on May 5th, the government announced that it is ready to immediately finalize a 1.2 billion euro deal with German company Fraport to sell off 14 regional airports of strategic and national security importance. That same day, the government also announced that it will invite investors to submit by July binding offers for a majority stake in Greece's biggest port, with Chinese-owned Costco ports as the favorite to land this deal. Additionally, the port of Thessaloniki and Greece's natural gas distributor are now also slated for privatization. This flies in direct contradiction to what Economy Minister George Stathakis was saying even after the elections back in February, when he said that the privatization of the Port of Piraeus would be halted and that the privatization of the 14 regional Greek airports would not be able to pass through the Greek parliament. While these privatizations are being fast-tracked, privatizations which are slated to bring in perhaps a couple of billion euros at most, in just three months the new government has repaid a total of 9 billion euros in loans and bonds to the IMF and to other lenders and it is scheduled to repay another 21.5 billion to the IMF, to the European Central Bank and on maturing bonds from now until August. In other words, the sell-off of Greece's strategic assets does not even account for a couple of months worth of debt repayments to its lenders and yet these assets will be lost by the Greek state forever. The insanity does not stop here however. Recently the finance ministry proposed a new set of measures for a group of 23 supposedly luxury Greek islands that would be enforced during the tourist season from April to October. These measures are supposedly meant to combat tax evasion and include a requirement that all transactions over 70 euros which take place on these islands be made with a credit or debit card. These islands include some rather isolated locations which are completely forgotten about by the central government in Athens outside of the tourist season. Islands like Karpathos and Semi which have small populations, very poor infrastructure, an aging population and little access to banks or ATMs. Most egregiously of all, however, the Ministry of Citizen Protection Yanis Panousis, in an interview which aired on a major Athens radio station on May 5th, stated that Syriza's pre-election pledges and its Thessaloniki policy program are no longer valid, that the expression of the will of the voters through elections or a referendum at this time would be worthless and useless, and that the voters who elected Syriza based on its pre-election promises are in the minority. And yet, we are supposed to believe that the 
government has approval ratings which reach as high as 80% and that 75% of the Greek people wish to remain in the Eurozone at all costs, with those exact words being used in the polling question. We are supposed to believe that three months ago, Greeks voted for change, voted to end austerity, but that three quarters of them want to remain in the same Eurozone even if the cost of doing so means even more austerity. This makes no sense at all, of course, unless you understand that the opinion surveys in Greece are not independently conducted, but they are instead conducted by corrupt and politically connected polling firms, which do so on behalf of even more corrupt and politically connected media outlets, all of which are either pro-government, pro-euro, or both. No one talks about two recent polls conducted in Greece by reputable non-Greek polling firms, which found that 52-53% to of Greeks desire a return to a domestic currency. And no one from the government or its supporters can explain to us why, if 75% of Greeks indeed want to remain in the Eurozone at all costs, why there is such a fear and reluctance on the part of the government to schedule a referendum on this very issue. Instead, we are told that the government is trying hard, that it is doing the best it can, that all odds are against it, that they have good intentions, and that it is merely the bad Europeans and the bad IMF that are not letting the Greek government realize its pledges. This is indeed the communication strategy employed by the Syriza-led government, a portrayal of itself as being the underdog locked in an us-versus-them battle, where we, meaning the government, are the good guys. And as it seems, this strategy has been extremely effective in blinding people to the reality of what they have been doing. We are instead told that Greece is doing the best it can despite not having any advantages, that Germany holds all the cards. And yet, earlier this week, German Finance Minister Wolfgang Schäuble stated in an interview that if Greece is destroyed, meaning in his view if Greece leaves the Eurozone, then Germany would also be destroyed. So please tell me, who really holds the upper hand? And yet, the many apologists for Syriza, both within and especially for some reason outside of Greece, are blind to these realities, instead making excuse after excuse after excuse for each and every one of Syriza's flip-flops and broken promises. I recently wrote an analysis, which was published on Truthout, about these broken promises and lies, and I was attacked as being, apparently, a supporter of the previous governments and political parties that were in power, as someone who just wants Syriza to fail, as someone that was a communist or a fascist or who lacks credibility. Despite an article full of verifiable fact, this blind fanaticism reminds me of the blind support of a sports team, no matter how good or bad they might be. It has no place in politics, however. It's simply amazing and disheartening to see that the same people who before the elections were adamantly anti-austerity are now the foremost cheerleaders of Syriza's pro-austerity policies. Despite the criticism, the accusations, and the personal attacks against me and against the Alois Radio, we will continue to truly serve in a role of the fourth estate and to criticize the current government just as we did with the previous government, and we do so eponymously, and I stand behind my positions publicly, positions which have not wavered like those of so many others. Can Syriza say the same thing about its pre-election pledges?